0: You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, launched on the 2nd of June,
1: 2019. Petnostero, Madame Vastra's residence? Yes, I will.
2: It's Inspector Cotton of Scotland Yard. Don't tell me. Something terribly mysterious has occurred and he requests our urgent assistance. <laughs>
3: Coming up in this podcast, we bring you the latest reviews of the latest Big Finish releases. We go
0: behind the scenes with the Paternoster gang.
3: As we do every week, we give you 25% off a randomly selected Big Finish release.
0: And we bring you a brand new podcast segment, uh, giving you the rundown of the top five uh, most listened
3: Big Finish releases. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait. And of course, we dramatize you with the first 15 minutes of our brand new Doctor Who spin-off, The Paternoster Gang Heritage, Volume 1. Cue and
4: Benji.
0: Willkommen Benji Clifford here. And Nick Briggs here. And we're plugging you directly into all the fun and games at Big Finish via your ear things. Mm -hmm. Doctor Who, Blake Seven, Torchwood, H.G. Wells, Mm -hmm. Sherlock Holmes, Survivors, The Prisoner, The Avengers, The Omega Factor, uh, Captain Scarlet, Mm -hmm. Terror Hawks, Dark Shadows, goodness me, we've got the lot, and more but not Roger Moore that is just just more fun, whatever that means just, yeah. but
3: yes it's full cast audio drama acclaimed and loved by you the listeners award winning great stuff quite frankly the best audio books and and audio drama available and, and. I wrote, and twice in the entire cosmosphere whatever that is
0: any minute now we plunge into the latest releases, but before that, it's just time for one listener's email sent to podcast at bigfinish.com, and there'll be a full listener's email segment along in next week's podcast, oh,
3: yes. and that'll be released on the 9th of June, so consider this a tiny snippet of a release. Yes, it's a, t- it's a tiny snippet of a tease, so actually. A cup of teas. <laughs> Yes. Uh, This one's from Howard White. It's quite long, but it's worth listening to, he said. Following The Wonderful Third Doctor Volume 5, especially Primord, I'm rather hoping that these and the future of this series will be discussed on the podcast. If any emails are read, I would like to consider including some of the points below Uh, not expecting you to read it all but maybe a few points from it I think I'm going to read it all Howard anyway I am pasting what I wrote on a Facebook group which was generally received very well Primord, in capital letters, in my opinion, should be regarded as a classic. Well, that's very kind of you. Or at least bordering on. It's, oh, it's bordering on a classic. <laughs> well worth a listen for anyone who likes the third Doctor stuff. No specific plot spoilers in capital letters. But the Brigadier does sound very good indeed. As for Liz, others have given mixed thoughts. Mm. Mixed thoughts. Hmm mixed thoughts sort of they sort of think about the release and then they're thinking about potatoes or the weather or <laughs> anyway at first I was not too convinced but I felt she got much better as the story went along. Whether it was recorded in sequence and she improved, or whether it was just psychological, I cannot say. I can, Howard. It was just psychological. Her performance <laughs> was the same throughout. But I was fully accepting of her by the end. I think that's actually a testament to Daisy's acting. She's just a really good actor. She's it great. Wasn't, yeah. It wasn't really about an impersonation or anything, or sounding like her mum, Carrie John. But it was just... She sort of embodied the character brilliantly, I thought. A gripping story and yet easy to follow. Oh, sorry, a gripping and yet easy to follow story. Well, I suppose um, there's no reason it shouldn't be um, easy to follow if it was gripping. With all regular roles written in the perfect characters that we love. Brilliant writing, yeah. John Dorney, Guy Adams. What more can you say? Nonetheless, an original story of a length worthy of a good third Doctor story without dragging. Perhaps this is just a mild spoiler, but when I heard the sprinkler system being mentioned in casual conversation, I did guess it would be significant later. Thoroughly recommended. Just a shame that we only get a few of these and just a slightly greater number with less... Uh, space between them would be welcome okay well we'll bear that in mind in terms of quality and believability i feel the third doctor adventures are pretty much in inverted commas on a level with the fourth doctor ones now not when they started but i think they are now Uh, not saying i expect them to make quite as many as they do the other but let us have more than the odd two Glad to read so many other positive thoughts. Going back to my comparison of the third and fourth Doctor ranges, I accept there was a big difference at the start of each. When Tom agreed to take part, I expect they knew from the word go. I think you mean us, but you've pasted this. Pasted? Yes, pasted it. Pasted from a posting. (laughs) Uh, The most wanted actor had decided to come back after several years of us all hoping. They could not exactly go wrong here. Even if his first story had been entitled Watching Paint Dry, (laughs) it would have made little difference. Tom Baker was in it. Uh, That is all anyone cared about. I'm I'm not sure that's actually true, but um, fair enough. Okay, uh, now to think about the other set. Well, that was the first, I think, to use a major role recast. Therefore, this was far more experimental and a bit of a risk. They could not have known quite how well it would go down, that's true, and commercially it did not have a doctor-actor That would guarantee sales. Even if having Katie Manning made it a pretty safe bet, we were all listening mostly to see, in inverted commas, how good the new Doctor 3 was. So, all in all, a rather different scenario. Upon starting, I recall mixed responses to this momentous decision. Even I was not over impressed with him. He seemed to be reasonable as Pertwee for a few minutes, then slip into something not quite so good a negligé or something like that and he kept nice overdoing hat. the s sound s poetry s yes for well, quite i think john pertree overdid the s sound didn't he? <laughs> allegedly uh, also he was narrating as well all of this did not in capitals make the first set have quite the same impact as tom's first lot nonetheless not a complete failure either phew Uh, good enough to make me want to try the next lot and see i remember telling others on here or on the big finish page to listen to the second lot even if they were not wild over the first because it does get better in capitals all i can say is i'm very glad i did Uh, The uh, second set was such an improvement, and by box three we were really there. I loved, in capitals, the Dalek one as a story. Oh, that's very nice, I wrote that. Some others did not. Uh, Again, as a story. What, what, What else would it be? A potato! And I understand why, but that is a different discussion so okay fair enough Uh, i think people said it was a bit like planet of the daleks which i think is fair (laughs) (laughs) so essentially i appreciate that that were there were probably not they were probably not sure how it would be received initially and did not want to put too much resource into something that might not prove successful not sure what you mean there we put all our resources into it but now We are where we are. I really think they should consider doing more of these and a little more regularly. I get that. I get that point, Howard, from earlier. I am now willing to accept these as genuine third Doctor stories as much as any other Doctor and not just as some kind of spin-off. They are different, in capitals, to the fourth Doctor ones, which is as it should be. They represent different eras, and I'm glad that treloes are longer stories. I do not think the one-hour format would work so well. I feel it is a bit short for Tom's ones, really, but it would not be even more noticeable in, say, a unit yarn. So if you agree, make sure they do actually know that we like these and would, in capitals, like a few more. Howard, getting the message loud and clear from you there. So good feedback in there, Nick. What do you think about lengths of stories, Benji?
5: I don't
0: tend to think. I mean, I I, I'm quite a fan of the shorter, um, like the short part episodes, Mm -hmm, split into several segments. May maybe because I'm quite a scatty sort of always doing lots of different things. So I quite like listening to things in short bursts. So for me, like I listened to an audio drama um, the other day, which actually wasn't big finished. Heatheness, I know, um, called Plantagenet. um, and that was about 45 minutes and I could say 45 is probably just long enough for me and even then I found that I was like oh I'm running out of I'm, I need to do, and do something else now um, so I think shorter the better but ultimately it's personal it's, taste isn't it it's personal taste yeah because some people love the hour long ones you know listening to them um, I think hour long ones are great but it's just I just don't have as to lose an hour is to lose an hour for me I'm never walking somewhere for long enough as an hour and I'm always working if, if i'm not or learning to fly a plane or something
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well you know, ought to we'll get a bus for an hour away just get on the bus and say um can you take me for an hour please <laughs> can you just take me back in an hour <laughs> thank you thank you has to last an hour
0: I, my favorite it's... time to listen to an audio drama is walking i love it i love walking along on a some like a sunny day Listening to an audio drama is just absolutely me in my element. Sitting down in a chair at home in an audio, with an audio drama, um, and I find I'm, I'm fiddling around a little bit. I like to just,
3: just walk mm. and move with the story, man. I like to listen, sort of lying down.
0: Lying gets, down, yeah.
3: You know, gets embarrassing on a bus, but uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, also about the length of stories, I uh, you know, I very much think that a story should be the length that it deserves, you know?
0: Yeah, I think Uh, that's fair.
3: And and I sometimes feel that now because we're used to Doctor Who stories being told quicker, I know this is a bit boring for people who've heard me say this before, four-part stories to me always feel a little bit like in episode three, someone deliberately and rather less convincingly takes a wrong turn and has to double back on themselves in order to give us enough story you know for four episodes I, i feel that all of them to some extent for me personally last a bit too long um I think actually three episodes would be the optimum length, three 25-minute episodes, because it gives you a beginning, a middle, and And an end. And an end. I was about to say a beginning, middle, and end, yeah. But I'm fond of those very short uh, Tom Baker ones that we do in about two half-hour episodes or maybe 35-minute episodes. We we take them up to 35, because what I do um, when I write them is that I write episode one in episode one and then I know that's radical isn't it but then episodes two and three of an old four-part story I I fulfill the function of them in a quick gear change at the beginning of episode two so they take about ten minutes to get all that that was normally extended for two episodes I get all that dealt with in the first ten minutes of episode two and then the rest of episode two is the equivalent of an old-fashioned episode four that's how I do it. I think there's a, there, there was a, with a lot of notable exceptions, I'm sure. There's a lot of mucking about in episodes two and f- three that I think you you can get through a lot quicker now. I,
0: th- I think it is a, it's very much about um, about what you like, isn't it? Because some people yeah. love character things, you know, I sometimes, it depends what it is, if you like a good character thing, then you can sit and listen to people talk for two episodes and just have a thoroughly, li- thoroughly nice time. Um, but equally, sometimes if you want to get cracking with the story, then it's great to just go bada bing, bada boom. In there, done that, boom,
3: and just enjoy yeah. the the pace of
0: it. Really, it's all about pace, isn't it? It's what. You yes, want.
3: but I must say that I don't think uh, that story and character are actually separate things. I know a lot of people think they are, but I think that um, you use one to talk about the other. You know, it's it's only you only know about characters in an effective, interesting way if they're being um revealed through story if if your idea of characters people just just stop and say um you know the thing about me is that i like sheds and also the color yellow and well, i like drinking tea that's I mean, none of those things are important unless they're vital elements of the plot. If they're, if it's really vital to the plot, the sheds, the yellow, the tea, whatever. If that's vital, then absolutely do that. But yeah, I don't think a story should ever sh- a stop to do character stuff. I think the character stuff should, should all be ideally, yeah, I, think, it's, I think, you exactly know, that, that that's good storytelling. It's all it's all meshed in. I'm doing a meshed in Serves action a purpose with my as fingers. Well. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but I suppose you know, in real life, you do you do just. You tend to, unlike us, where we just go off on a tangent. But um, (laughs) but most of the time, dialogue is spurred from whatever you're doing at that time. Really, whatever you're doing in your life. Yeah.
3: Well, and I think real life and drama are completely different things. I don't think you know, especially this kind of adventure drama. I don't think it it should have a flavour of reality and believability about it. But it shouldn't be like real life because real life is actually quite dull. It is. And, and why we, we are not about the business Of doing dull things <laughs> and Next week on
0: Big Finish The DIY programme with Nicholas Briggs In which we all talk A bit like this That's right Have you got those
3: um, Special screws uh, I think I've Mislaid them That'll be the egg <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's, he's mislaid his egg yeah, laid an egg yeah. um, Anyway Enough of this This is a thoroughly Interesting conversation Actually um, well, A little you insight know, into, You'd be to, the judge uh, Of that listeners uh, An insight into Our minds Anyway um, well, But right now uh, It is that time For Big Finish Reviews As compiled by Alfie
3: Shaw And in this week's Reviews We start With the Doctor Who Main range story The Moon
2: But I don't have a home. My people were driven from Volpana years ago.
4: Yes, you're refugees, persecuted from being different. Scraping a living any way you can, forced to join
2: mercenary armies, criminal gangs... Circuses. Oh, don't knock circuses. They're more important than you think. I'm not. If I could trust myself, I'd go back to the psychic circus in a heartbeat. But what do you do when you're too freaky for the freak show?
4: Freaky, freakish. Yeah, oh, it's all just a point of view. Everyone's normal to somebody.
2: Even you. I are nearly there, I said, um, do you want
4: to, to materialize in orbit first? Take a look at the old place from the air. I don't really care. I told you there's nothing there for me. Really? Not to get confused
0: with the spoons of Volpana. Oh, I never get a, confused with an the spoons. part story
3: about kitchenettes. and if you haven't heard it yet just go to bigfinish.com and type Volpana into the search engine and you'll find it now first uh, review from doctorwhowatch.com says the moons of Volpana is another easy story to recommend it has complex characters an intriguing society a great focus on the new companion mags and of course werewolves definitely worth checking
0: out Uh, I've got one here from DoctorWhoReviews.net. The Moons of Volpana, with its strong direction and sound design, ultimately delivers another enjoyable character piece for Mags, who still clearly has so much to offer as a character trying to figure out her own place as well as the Doctor's own motivations.
3: Oh, oh, oh. Um, from blogtohoo.com, The Moons of Ulpana is a good story that sheds a lot of light on Mags and her people. Similar to the previous trilogy with Chameleon, it's going to be hard to let Mags go after just three months of adventures. These stories are doing a lot for a character who clearly had, or has, a lot of potential. Jessica Martin, who plays Mags, fits in so well with Sylvester McCoy and his seventh Doctor. Thankfully, it seems as though next month we'll have her and the doctor meeting up with ace and what a reunion that will be hop aboard this unique little tardis team and pick up your copy of the moons of Volpana from big finish the big finish website i I messed up the plug at the end nicely done though
0: nice plugging going on there thank you they are nice aren't they they certainly are well next up the 10th doctor adventures volume three
2: Dr. John Smith, meet the wife, Donna. I'm Sylvia, her
6: mother. <laughs> and our granddad, Wilf.
3: Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Tenth Doctor Adventures, Volume Three.
0: Do you believe in ghosts, the, the supernatural, aliens, ha. demons? No. Well, you've met the mother-in-law. Oh
4: Now. Listen to
5: that! Look out! Oh.
4: Come to Valarassi, the great lost city, sunk in history beneath the waves.
6: Valarassi, the fabled underwater city.
3: My engineers are reporting more leaks. No bo so no colo.
4: What was that? A dj
2: A rude hippo. We're under like 5,000 feet of water. There's bound to be some puddles. Am I mad, or is it running down the walls? Oh yeah. Help! This is London, December 5th 1952. Work that out, what's the matter? This smog.
4: It's the worst this city ever sees. People are going to die. There's
2: something in there! Moving! Dancing about in the night! I saw it! Oh, There's something in the air tonight, isn't there? No! Get,
4: get away from me! Get, get away! Get them off! Just hold on! <laughs> You do something! <laughs> I'm the doctor. You don't want to get on the wrong side of me. Big finish.
3: We love stories.
0: That's me, the doctor, full of love and cuddles.
1: Boop. Did you just boot me on the nose? Yeah. Boop
3: and to find this box set just go to bigfinish.com and type 10th Doctor Adventures into the search engine and it'll be one of the top three choices the 10th Doctor Adventures says whoreview.wordpress.com volume 3 is an absolute success perfectly imitating the vibe of series 4 in these three brilliant new audios Tennant and Tate are on top form Howard Carter's music and sound design are excellent as ever and the rest of the guest cast particularly Cribbins and King who step back into their roles as Wilf and Sylvia, as if no time has passed, all shine thoroughly recommended. Every volume of The Tenth Doctor Adventures
0: is still a thrilling gift not to be taken for granted, but that doesn't mean that we can't hope for more like this as blogtohoo.com
3: and scifipulse.net say in The Tenth Doctor Adventures Volume 3, James Goss, Jenny T. Culgan and Roy Gill bring Big Finish listeners stories that perfectly encapsulate the David Tennant Catherine Tate season. As Tate's Donna Noble is my favourite Tenth Doctor companion, I enjoyed this box set from beginning to end. It'd be awful if it was just from the beginning to the middle. From, from beginning it, yeah. to a quarter of the way through,
0: in which <laughs> I went and made a cup of tea and forgot about everything. Um, next up, Torchwood Sink, uh, which we teased you with last week, if you remember oh, rightly. Yeah.
4: Thank you.
2: Ooh, let's get our breath back. Oh, what? Oh. What was that? Oh, hang on. Still winded. Oh, what happened? Oh, it's the
4: bracelets, I think. Must be. What bracelets? Oh, the ship oh. said it was a control circuit. It seems to have linked us. Seriously? Why? How should I know? We need to get them off. Hmm.
2: Oh, Mine's stuck. <sighs> it's like it's melded itself to my skin. Mm. I can't get it off.
3: Uh, just go to bigfinish.com and type torchwood. S-Y-N-C, not SYNC, S-I-N-K, into the search (laughs) engine to find this fantastic Torchwood episode. First review here from DoctorWhoWatch.com. It's wonderful to hear Indira Varma as Susie and Annette Badland as Margaret. Both of them sound exactly as they did over a decade ago and capture their characters brilliantly. For both Doctor Who and Torchwood fans, this is quite a nostalgic team-up, one that's easily worth a listen blog to who says this is a particularly wild adventure as two unlikely individuals ultimately become friends. Mm. And from Sci-Fi Pulse, it was a masterstroke pairing Margaret and Susie. The story practically wrote itself. Really? How did that happen? little floating pen. <laughs> Betrayal, murder, attempted murder and implied blackmail were just some of what they had to offer each other.
0: <laughs> Sci-Fi Bulletin.com says Thelma and Louise have nothing on this Potentially lethal Not least to each other Combination 8 out of 10
3: Next up The Third Doctor Adventures This sort of
6: interference Completely blew the TARDIS communications Twice <laughs> Great heavens <laughs> Hello Doctor Doctor
7: are you in there?
6: Doctor!
4: Doctor!
6: I do wish you pay just a little attention, Doctor. Well, I could say the same about you. yeah
4: uh, Doctor? Liz! Professor Liz Shaw. Good to see you again. You too. Hello? I can hear you! you all! <whistles> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry about that.
6: Open fire! Yeah, fire Right, this is Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart. I have resumed command. Abort this launch. I repeat, abort this launch.
5: Commander, planet Earth within broadcast attack range. <laughs> Sorry,
6: Private. I think I closed the door a little too quickly then. He probably think I'm off my head. You would be surprised what I'll believe, Concrete. He
2: called them Primords.
0: From Primordial, I presume. So you saw the Primords? That's what we're calling
4: them. Prime wards. Stop it, you useless thing. Just stop it. I think we might need to broaden our definitions of what's possible.
1: To think of all the money wasted feeding and clothing these monsters every week. I know what I heard.
6: I wish I could say the same. Like someone or something has stolen the entire street. It said, help me, they're coming. They're gonna kill us. Rhyme. Fire at will.
5: They keep saying it's for the greater good, for
6: the good of the country, even, the but country. Ah, there go my speakers.
0: Just go to bigfinish.com and type in Third Doctor Adventures to find this release. Simple as that. What well, we got blocked to who kicking us up here with uh, the Third Doctor Adventures Volume Five is gorgeously retro 1970s. No. It's evident that Nicholas Briggs and his team put a lot of heart and time into making two exciting adventures. It's true. Both stories are worth experiencing, with Primord's being an absolute instant classic. In fact. Now that this is published,
3: I'm going to go and listen to it once again. It is a great script. I I would like to take uh, huge credit for insisting it was called Primord, not Primord. It had another title originally. I said, come on, let's call it Primord. (laughs) That's what it is bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk say overall The Third Doctor Adventures Volume 5 is more than an effective tribute to a golden age long gone and to those no longer with us two brand new 1970s unit stories that hint at a golden age for big finish whether or not we'll see Colshaw's brig step out of the Third Doctor range to interact with other ranges to interact with other doctors or the new unit remains to be seen but with Chameleon also under his belt, 2019 is fast proving to be John Coleshaw's year. Mm. <laughs> I, I reckon he will step into other ranges. But what do I know? Oh, I'm in charge. I do know. He does hate things, <laughs>
0: <It's his> Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Futurism.media says, looking into the range as a whole, The Third Doctor Adventures has gone from strength to strength, across four releases and eight stories. In this latest set, Big Finish builds upon its previous success with those tales and takes it up a further notch. The result is, hands down, the best release in the range to date, and another jewel in Big Finish's crown of fine audio storytelling
3: oh isn't that nice i Mm. I would yeah i really love working on them and this set they did somehow i think that you know john coleshaw and daisy you know coming back as liz shaw i think that that was uh we're not coming back coming into it as liz shaw sorry um i think it lent it as a really special and also having john levine in doing such a fantastic job as sergeant benton in Scream of Ghosts. Really good. Anyway, uh, that's it for our latest reviews. There are loads more great reviews out there, but we have limited time here. So thanks to Alfie for compiling them. Uh, I did um, ask him to wear a cravat next time. Frankly, we could spend a whole podcast just reading them all out. Thanks so much to all of you who review our productions, and to those of you who comment on Twitter. It's really great that you get the message out there for us. We really really sincerely appreciate it keep them coming coming up soon our brand new top five listen to big finish releases feature oh uh, this week we'll be revealing what you were listening to in january 2019 well not just listening to ordering as well and in the following podcasts we'll go to february march and april see how it works anyway but now let's delve behind the scenes with the paternoster gang heritage volume one to find out about the making of one of the most often requested doctor who spin-offs finally out this month.
7: Hello, I'm David Richardson and I'm the producer of the Paternoster Gang.
4: These humans of Cockney extraction are magnificently disposed to acts of mindless violence.
2: Then while they're busy, let's find out exactly what goes on here.
7: When we got the licence to do Doctor Who new series material, um, the Paternoster Gang was... One of the main things I wanted to do. I really (laughs) was really, really keen to do a spin off series with them. And for a long time, actually, the rights weren't available to us. We got into a situation where we were able to use some of them separately. So we were able to use Strax in a a spin off called Jago and Lightfoot and Strax. And we were able to have a one off with Madame Vastra in the Churchill years, which starred Ian McNeese. But this was the first time when finally all the the right situations and the contract came together and we were able to get ahead and do a series.
2: Hello, I'm Neve McIntosh. I play Madame Vastra.
8: I'm Dan Starkey and I play Strax.
2: OK, all.
5: Good. And over to you. <coughs> right.
2: Come on,
4: Strax. Come on. Let me help you up. I would not advise it unless you want your arm removed from its socket. You forget, I am not... Uh, physically adapted for the gravity of this world.
1: Well, if you can't climb over the wall, you'll
4: have to find another way out. Yes, or I could just smash through it. What? I recommend you wait on the other side. And stand back, there is liable to be a shower of debris. Very well. (laughs) One, two, Santa! Ah! There, that wasn't so difficult, was it? Sontaran engagement directive six four three. When in doubt, resort to brute force.
2: Our carriage is just round the corner, Mom. Good. The sooner we're out of here, the better.
8: That's the badger. Oh, thank you very much. Pull
2: the hey, muscle yeah. then. Hey, you're right. Pulled yeah. the muscle. We were all a bit nervous. What? What do we sound like again? Who are we again? And yeah. then like, it's just as soon as, yeah, we started going, it's just, yeah. Yeah.
8: yeah I watched most of Deep Breath the night before, just to remind myself of the last time that we saw them. Yeah. And just, oh, well, actually, because obviously when I'm doing Strax's voice inside the prosthetic, it doesn't sound, <laughs> I can't tell, because, you yeah, know, both of us, we're, we're muffled, so. Yeah, and
2: it's, it sounds yeah. different to us, because it, yeah. it's quite intense, sometimes under the makeup or you're not quite sure how. I found as well, sometimes under the makeup because you've got prosthetic up to the lips, that have to be a bit more precise. <laughs> yes. With, um... Your lip work. Yes. Does that makes sense. Yeah.
8: But yeah, I think so. like, you know, watching that episode with clockwork robots and stuff like that. And this is, yeah, this is, this is definitely in the same vein as, the, yeah, as, that, kind of a, as that kind of world, yeah.
2: A policeman may rightly concern himself with murder, but it is hard to know what crime has occurred when the victim was on return to life. Good point, well made. Hmm. Although I shouldn't like it if you suddenly
1: became someone else.
2: I shall always be constant to you, my dear. I will go and recharge myself if there is going to be smooching All of us actually are quite witty and we, have, we obviously have fun as the people that we are and that means we have fun playing them I like Vaster, that she's obviously come through being in a dark place to be a good guy as well because to have played two that were so evil and nasty and wanting to kill all of humanity hmm. to someone then that said uh, yes yeah, saving it quite like that and swords
8: <laughs> I, I, I I remember actually when you were doing the photo shoot when we were doing my go Goes to Warsaw because oh, like they yeah. had it temporary mm. temporarily sort but of and going you you would like a couple of you know a couple of similar that looks really cool yeah <laughs> that's good
2: <laughs> I like that yes yeah.
8: it's nice that Strax has got a big gun but it's like I can't do any subs- it's more difficult on the costume to like do some swordplay which is a pity because it would be fun actually so do some- yeah. but that's like just such a cool pair of characters it was it was the fact that with that episode you have all these characters with a backstory that we haven't seen yet but they came with their own kind of like little world
2: and stuff yeah um, yeah we had enough yeah. too to bring with us yeah. as well. So it's like you could and you could we could make up a lot of stuff because I remember us sitting going, so what do you think about this? And yeah. what do you think about that? And sort of making yes. your own history up or backstory. Yeah.
8: Yeah. yeah. it's fun and um, I think individually all the characters are fun, but sort of together it's, it's, it's each scene has got a nice dynamic to it. But... Yeah.
4: Where are we? How do we get here? And what munitions are at our disposal?
2: One of the factory outhouses, maybe in so like rendered us unconscious and unfortunately, none.
4: Then I have one more question! Why?
8: He's basically well meaning, but he's also psychotic. It's <laughs> something. He's actually quite polite for us on Tar. It's like, I look forward to crushing the life from your worthless human form. That's, that's, that's a nice pleasantry. Yeah. It's like, um, don't worry, he'll soon have his throat cut by the violent poor. He'll be at peace. He's <laughs> yeah. yeah. got a different sort of shifting level, but there's, yes, there's, 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 there's a sort of sweetness to him which is yeah, which uh yeah. yeah this
2: is very sweet stuff
8: yes yeah, sort of well-intentioned but, <laughs> well-intentioned, <laughs> but, but very Psych- dangerous yes.
9: Yes. <laughs> my name's Catherine Stewart and I play Jenny Flint and then
1: it exploded exploded yeah like wow
2: <laughs> I know what an explosion sounds like my dear
1: good because you'll know what it sounded like then
9: I think it's the relationships between them are so like Genuinely lovely, and I think the humour is really nice. You know, they all get on so well, but they know each other's little traits, and that get on their nerves. And and yeah, they're very quick and witty, and and you can really, I think, um, imagine them all living together in one place. But also, I think the fact that they were sort of the doctor's other companions, and that they could turn up to sort of rescue the doctor or to support the doctor, and they were this sort of crime-fighting team that. I think the whole setup of it being Victorian London is really clever and because people love that period and know that period quite well. And the fact that it's just like, I just always describe it to my friends who don't watch Doctor Who I'm just part of this really odd gang because <laughs> it's like Silurian, Sontaran and Human you would never put them together but it works really well. And, and you don't question it really, I don't think. And then the whole relationship with Madame Rastra and Jenny then evolved and yeah, she's not just a maid, it's sort of everyone has this really strong sense of
0: character and just go to bigfinish.com, type in paternoster, uh, which is harder to spell than you think because it's it's a weird sort of word isn't it, so for all of you out there who are thinking, oh I've got to look this up on the google search it's p-a-t-e-r N O S T E R Simples. Slap it in the search engine and you will find this glorious release. And we'll be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of it for free right at the end of this podcast. But in the meantime, let's go right over to Bashi and Nikki for the latest big finish top five chart of 2019. Well, hello there, <laughs> uh, big, big, tastic listeners, uh, and here's our mega uh, audio uh, sonic rundown of uh, what's hot and what's even hotter uh, in Big Finish's world of, uh, of audio immersive goodness.
3: Uh, uh, over to you, Nikki. Uh, thanks, Bashi. What a great mucker you are. And remember, here at Big Finish, we absolutely bigtastically love Mega Audio Sonic stories. Uh, I'm just wondering whether I can keep this up. Over the next four podtastic podcasts, we'll be rounding up the runners and riders in our top five chart of the most listened to Big Finish Audio Sonic adventures so far this year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and as someone that famously uh, probably once said, uh, we, we begin at the beginning. Uh, back to to the very uh, start-tastic first tron uh, of this very year, uh, 2000 and uh, humongous 19.
3: Yes, we take you back to Jan URE.
0: Down at number five, uh, the ever-popular Warmaster, uh, starring uh, Derek Jack O.B., uh, the master of
7: uh, Callus. Everyone loves fairy tales. Tales of simple, noble folk whose goodness just shines through, no matter what.
2: Citizens of Calus, good morning. This is your governor speaking. It looks as though it's going to be a beautiful day.
7: This fairy story has them all. Armies, moats, treasure, wicked, wicked women, and, of course, plenty of good, simple (laughs) folk.
8: Shut up! Shut up! (laughs)
3: And remember, if you haven't yet got it, go to bigfinish.com and type Callus into the search engine. A bit cruel, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Zooming up at uh, the charts, to number four is the uh, First Doctor Adventures, uh,
6: volume three. I see sent from the heavens a man tall skinned. Who is he? Tell me. I am the doctor
0: and
3: this is my granddaughter Susan. Doctor Who, The First Doctor Adventures, Volume
1: 3. Grandfather was behind us just now. I'd better go back. No, the old man must fend for himself. Those men are being forced to lie down in the path of the ship.
2: The ship will be based in their blood.
1: Barbaric. Doctor, Among the slaves, it's Ian. He's down there. Ian! He'll be crushed to death.
2: You know what they say about people who talk to themselves. They say they're quite mad. How can he end like this? Ian Chesterton should be in every book I've ever read. In you go. Uh,
4: Oh, the voice of the stars. Uh. David Bradley
3: and the gang there and climbing up like a climbing thing that climbs. Michelle Gomez is at number three with Missy
2: I'll get any higher. Series one. And that's what you want, is it? To nourish your children's precious, susceptible minds with predictability.
4: Fond of children, are you? Loathe them. I say.
2: Which is, of course, a
4: a good thing. I hardly see how it can be.
2: You wouldn't want them spoiled. Mr Davis, I can promise you I shall never indulge them.
0: Well, just type Missy into the search engine at bigfinish.com and see what you get. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, holding its own as solid number two at the Fourth Doctor Adventures at Series 8, at the Syndicate Master
1: Plan, Volume 1. My name's Anne Kelso. Anne Kelso. WPC166.
2: Anne Kelso. What's that smell? Is he alright? That time storm... Is it something that occurs naturally? What's a cronon when it's at home?
1: Where are we running to?
3: You ask a lot of questions.
2: I am a police officer.
3: See? Looks innocuous. It looks You'll feel at home.
1: You were supposed to be taking me away from home?
3: Look, are you always this pernickety?
1: What was that?
6: You don't want to find out. Keep running. That thing is a trashache. Act. Magnificent, classic hunting technique. One of them driving the prey straight into the teeth of the other.
3: And just type in syndicate to the bigfinish.com search engine and you'll be well on your way to first... <laughs> first Doctor Heaven.
0: But now, uh, we zoom right up to the number one slot, sir. And the most listened to Big Finish Audio Sonic-tastic fabulous show Adventure in January 2019 was...
3: Alex Kingston, starring in the Diary of River Song Series 5, and here she is. Oh,
8: great. We're all going to die because your Wi-Fi won't connect. Hurry up!
3: (gasps) Unless you
0: wish a blast of radiation to the face, Professor Song, allow me to work unhindered.
4: Without it, I can never leave this place! Not my problem, master! Uh
6: Do you realize how many people have tried to kill me? The Daleks did kill me, and here I am. There's a box down there full of bowling balls.
8: Good grief! Remind me to ask you why it felt necessary to bring these across time and space to the Triassic period? Well... Join us next
0: time there uh, for Audio Sonic Listener Folk uh, w- when we take you through the top 5 listen to um, big finished productions of February 2019
3: it's Audio Sonic Tastic <laughs> Oh dear and there'll be more of that nonsense in next week's podcast on the 9th of June <laughs> sorry about that which will also feature <laughs> The latest Lives of Captain Jack release. Yeah.
0: Almost time to tease you with the first 15 minutes of the Paternoster Gang Heritage Volume 1. But before that, (laughs) here's the Randomoid Selectitron.
3: You sounded a bit bashy there. (laughs) (laughs) Before (laughs) that, that's just
0: ingrained in my psyche. Really the most
3: annoying voices. Anyway, so what what have we got?
0: And we've. What is that? Was what is abducted by an alien? Um, it's number two, Jago and
3: Lightfoot series two. What a classic! J- oh, Jago and Lightfoot. Is it series two, series zero, zero two, zero two? To be oh, precise. that's interesting. It says no res- no result. Is it oh Jago ampersand Lightfoot? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, sometimes it's not as easy to search for things you think. Oh yeah, there it is. Beautiful. Well, what can you say?
0: Well, it's an absolute big finish, essential, I think, um, to listen to the Jago and Lightfoot range, to spin off characters um, from the Talons of Wang Chiang um, back in the 1970s Tom Baker era of Doctor Who. Absolutely just charming audio drama, isn't it?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lovely twist in this one where it's got a character called Sanders, played by David Collings. In a lovely episode by the great Justin Richards, Lightfoot and Sanders. Uh, so yeah, he he seems to be working with someone else, which is very weird. Also, uh, uh, a script by Mark Morris. Um, it's a, it's a Morris release really, um, because uh, The oh, Necropolis yeah. express by Mark Morris and the Theatre of Dreams by oh, Jonathan that Morris. One.
0: I one. I enjoyed the Theatre of Dreams a lot actually. Like Did that you? That sort
3: of vibe. yeah. Like that sort of offering of dreams, sort of scenario. And the brilliant Andy Lane, of course, is in there with the Ruthven inheritance. There you go. Uh, let's have a listen to the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Jago and Lightfoot,
4: Series 2. Radar. Right
1: I found another body down by the river. Another poor young lady. Not a drop of blood left in anyway, Sight.
6: What could do this to a person? That's what I've been trying to find out. These deaths, they're, they're little more than butchery.
1: My
3: name
4: is Ruthven, Lord Cornelius Ruthven.
6: Sight's preserve us! What happened to you? You were dead. This Henry... Is Dr. Sibelius Crowe? She's possessed. Well, she's a vampire. I have an exceptionally bad feeling about this place. Roll up, gentlemen and ladies, roll up!
4: Welcome to Deuteronomy's Theatre de Fantasy!
6: Mr. Saunders. Saunders? Never heard of the fellow. Who is he?
0: I have, as you know, devoted my life to studying these devilish creatures of the night.
6: What hellish place is this? A resting place for the ancient dead. Professor Lightfoot,
1: you can come out of the
4: shadows now. Mr. Jago could be rather excitable. Henry, you'll get us both shot. A whole city ripe for the feasting. Oh, professor, not now, Henry. Professor, I really think you should take a look behind. I fear we have company. They're right behind us! Oh, oh, oh! George, George, hold on, Lily. They've got the professor. Well, you still can! Mr
6: Django, <laughs> Professor! <laughs> unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an unusual man, sir.
2: You can say that again.
3: So, we are giving you 25% off that. All you have to do to get this 25% off this release is go to bigfinish.com, find the podcast range, or or clip the podcast in the the top or click not clip i've written clip clip it in to clip it in click the podcast in the top slider you know the thing that whizzes past it's always there of a sunday morning um and you'll find the option to press here ...to get to the Randomoid Selectatron offer. All you have to do is enter the top secret code, BUCKUP. All one word, all capitals, no space, no time, no complications. No complications.
0: no complications. (laughs) But go ahead and do it. I I would recommend this highly. Go and treat yourself to Christopher Benjamin, Trevor Baxter, and Lisa Bauman. Just an absolute wonderful cocktail of brilliance there. 25% off. Bingo. Well... It is now time for us to say goodbye. Simple as that.
3: Farewell, my friends.
6: Bye-bye. Farewell. Bye.
3: And while we're not looking, you can entertain yourselves with this exclusive drama tease of the first 15 minutes of the Pat gang.
4: Darling, what you after?
1: A dozen racing pigeons, please.
4: Didn't I sell you a dozen last week?
1: Yes, Madam is very fond of them. So much so that we keep running out. Running out? I, I mean, they keep getting out.
6: Well, I would say you should take better care, but my lad needs new shoes. So you take as little care as you like. <laughs> Will you be needing a basket? Does that have to charge extra? No,
1: I've bought my own. Did you manage to get the special item?
4: I certainly did. Hold on. There you go. One swan. Fresh from... Well, let's just say you're better off not knowing. Another one for Madame Zabry, is it?
1: Yes, she has a birthday coming up.
4: Wait a tick. Hey, what are you doing?
1: Oh, I just have to check. It doesn't contain anything that might upset Madam's that might upset her. Uh, she has allergies, you say.
4: Oh, right, feathers and stuff, gotcha. Yes. What the hippies? Watch out! I'm That's my bleeding Stop! Ah! Ah! Oh, I'm going to skin him. I'm going to skin him. I'm going to knock his block off.
1: Knock whose block off? There's no one in the driving seat. Look, I wouldn't get too close if I were... Would... Ah! Oh god.
2: And then it exploded. Exploded? Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> I know what an explosion sounds like, my dear. Good, because you'll know what it sounded like then. But why would it explode? Was it on fire? I don't think
1: so. Uh, I don't remember seeing any smoke. Hmm.
2: So not steam power. And there can't be more than half a dozen petrol-driven automobiles in London. No,
1: it was one of those electric ones, like a broom carriage, but without any horses. And without a driver, you say? Yeah. They must have fallen off, I suppose.
2: Hmm. Still, it must have been a very harrowing experience for you, my dear. Would you like to lie down?
1: No. No, I'm fine. Really. Hmm.
2: Maybe later.
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> Pat Madam Vastra's residence? Yes, I will.
2: It's Inspector Cotton of Scotland Yard. Don't tell me. Something terribly mysterious has occurred and he requests our urgent assistance.
5: It's all terribly mysterious, hence my request for your urgent assistance. An incident in Millwall in the early hours of this morning. A chap was set upon by an unruly mob. Hardly an unprecedented occurrence in Millwall.
2: Hey, I've got family there. Well, then you'll know. Inspector, we have better things to do than to be investigating common acts of uh, simian brutality.
5: Yes, but this weren't no common act. Uh, The victim's in the interview room. It's best that he tells you himself. The name's Beckett. Silas Beckett. I work as the manager of the new electric power station down in Deptford. Oh, do you? Yes. First one in England. We've not been up and running long. Anyway, last night I was on my way home when these chaps leapt out on me like a lot of wild animals. Five or six of them that worked. I'd have been for it for sure if it hadn't been for the Sumatran chap turning up when he did. I'm sorry, the what? Well, you just came out of nowhere, started picking them up and hurling them against the walls. What makes you think
1: he was... Sumatran?
5: Well, because of what he said.
1: You're sure that's what he said?
5: Sorry? Uh, I think so. I mean, there was a lot of yelling and screaming and... <laughs> I am a bit hard of hearing. <laughs> but then, seeing they was beat, the fellas what attacked me ran off. And when I went to thank the Sumatran fella, he'd opted and all.
2: I see. You're right, Inspector Cotton. How terribly mysterious.
5: We did manage to apprehend one of the assailants. sir. Huh? When Mr. Beckett called us to the scene, it turned out one of his attackers had been rendered unconscious.
2: And you have him here, in custody?
5: He's down in the cells.
2: I should like to speak to him, if
5: I may. You're welcome to try, but I doubt you'll get any sense out of him.
2: Very good, Inspector. If you could wait outside, my colleague and I will interview the prisoner.
5: As you wish, Mum.
2: What's wrong with him, do you think? Is he drunk? No trace of alcohol or narcotic, but there's a marking of some kind on his arm. It's a tattoo of an anchor. Presumably he worked as a sailor before he ended up in this condition. Jenny, get ready to intervene if he turns violent at the sight of my face. You're removing your veil? It is necessary. My species can exert a mesmeric influence over your kind. It's all right. I'm not going to hurt you. Just look into my eyes. That's it. You're feeling sleepy. Your eyelids are heavy. You can barely keep them open. Sleep. Sleep. Now tell me, what is your name? Dunno. Where do you live? Dunno. The name of your vessel? Dunno. How many fingers am I holding up? Dunno.
1: Dunno much, does he?
2: No. It's as if something has... ...emptied his mind. Made him stupid. Well, even more stupid than is normal for his kind. Humans. Men. All right, Inspector. You can let us out now.
5: Odd thing is, we've had quite a few reports of men going missing in the area. Missing? They tell their wives they're going to the Solac factory to see if there's any work going, and they're never heard of again.
2: The Solak factory?
5: You know... Where well, they make the new electric cars.
2: Interesting. And I believe Mr. Solak is giving a talk at the Royal Scientific Society this evening. Jenny, how do you fancy a night out? Ladies
6: and gentlemen, I ask do we want a world of clean water and fresh air? Or do we want a world of pollution? Of smoke and soot? Because that is the choice that faces us. That is why I have led research into vehicles powered by electric batteries, rather than coal or petrol. The dynamo, rather than the internal combustion engine.
4: Mr Beckett, thank goodness you're back. What is it? What's the matter? There's uh, someone in your office insisted on speaking directly to the manager. What?
5: We'll see about that.
4: All right, what is it you wish to...
5: You? What are you doing here?
4: Human. I wish to make a bargain with you.
6: But that is not the limit of my ambitions. I am here to announce that I am also developing new power sources. Methods of generating electricity, not through burning fuel, but by harnessing the energy of the sun, of the wind, of the rivers and the tides. Clean, limitless energy. Energy free of charge if you'll pardon the pun. (laughs) You have every right to be skeptical. I realize it sounds far-fetched, like something out of the works of H.G. Wells, but I believe it can be done. And I believe it must be done if we are to leave behind a world fit for our children. Thank you.
5: You wish to
4: offer us your protection? Indeed. I will ensure that no harm comes to yourself or your subordinates. I trust that the demonstration of my abilities last night was sufficient. And what do you want in return? Power. Unlimited power. I'm sorry? Uh, I would like access to your power generator for half an hour every week in order to re-energize. Re-energize? I require the regular infusion of raw electrical power in order to maintain maximum efficiency. Alternating current at high voltage preferred.
1: Do you think he can do it? All the things he said?
2: Well, it's technologically possible, if about a hundred years premature. Premature? His ideas are far in advance of your current level of science. I wonder where he gets them from.
1: Well, he's over there if you want to ask him. I
6: might just
2: do that. Mr. Solak! Please, call me Fabian, Miss... Madam Vastra. And before you ask, I wear the veil to uh, avoid unwanted attention.
6: I see. Or rather, I don't. Did you enjoy the lecture?
2: We found it most stimulating, didn't we, Jenny? Yes was wondering
1: if it's not a silly question where do you get all your ideas from
6: where do I get my <sighs> I wish I could give you a more interesting answer but I'm afraid it's just the result of long hours of lone study with flashes of inspiration
2: you don't have any contact with any of um, foreign agencies I'm not sure what
6: you're implying I was born in Austria, but if you think I'm working for a rival nation...
1: Uh, no, she means contact with another world or the future.
6: <laughs> no, I'm afraid I'm going to have to disappoint you on that score. Now, if you'll excuse me. Professor, good to see you. So,
1: do you believe
2: him? How long ago was I born, Jenny? Um, 65 million years. Why? Why? because Mr. Soolite couldn't be more wrong if he thinks I was born yesterday.
5: Are there a lot like you where you come from? Indeed. There are a great many like
4: me. I originate from a crone batch over 10,000 strong. All identical, all genetically engineered for ruthless devotion to the Suntaran Creed. ha!
5: Yes. Well, I can fit you in for half an hour on Tuesdays. Tuesdays? It will have to be at three o'clock in the morning. That's when we switch generators. And we can't afford to let the power drop as practically all our output goes to the Solak factory across the river.
2: All their power output goes to the Solak factory? You said that? Practically all, yes. Why? Is it significant? It might be. We think those men you, um, deterred, had gone to find work at the factory. Where something turned them into mindless savages. Hmm. I must admit, they did seem to lack even the most rudimentary technical skills. And taken with the fact that Solak intends to alter the course of human development, we have to get inside that factory.
1: That might be easier said than done.
4: No. We shall simply gain entrance by entering with the other human workers. It will be a chance for me to put my assimilation training to work.
2: Assimilation training?
1: I have a... I've been giving Strax lessons.
4: Lessons?
2: In what?
1: In how to, uh, pass as a native Londoner.
4: Yes! One that was carved with an auditory range of... Bow Bells. Poor Blimey and Law Lover Duck. It's a real pea super and there is no error. Uh- Mistake What? How was I incorrect this time?
1: It's a no mistake Not And there is no error
4: And no mistake Governor
0: You've been listening to a Big
7: finished production Don't forget to rate, review and uh, subscribe